I'm Addie Lowen. Here's your Steinbeck Online Daily News for Thursday, April 29th. Coming up, we're going to hear from a young Steinbeck author who's published her first young adult novel in a trilogy. That story is on the way. Let's begin with this. The Labroquerie Fire Department battled a house fire early this morning. With more, here's reporter Shannon Duick. Fire Chief El Nadeau says they were called to the structure fire on the southwest side of Labroquerie at 1.30 a.m. It's a two-story side-by-side. We had smoke coming from coming up from everywhere, through windows, upstairs, downstairs, uh, lots of smoke. Uh, it took us about uh, an hour to get it under control. It was a little bit uh, trickier of a floor plan. Nadeau says the fire started in the kitchen and the office of the fire commissioner is investigating. He notes a resident of the home was found passed out in the garage and was pulled out by a neighbor. According to Nadeau, the resident was trying to put out the fire but was overcome by smoke. He was taken to hospital, though Nadeau says he had no burns and was conscious when he left the scene. Nadeau says the home's interior will have to be redone, though the other home in the side-by-side has only water damage. I'm Shannon Duick. And so a burn ban has been announced for the arm of LaBrocri, effective immediately. A level two ban is in place, which includes no burning in barrels. The municipality is warning residents that burning when not permitted can result in a fine. Meanwhile, there are also still burn bans in place in the arms of Richot, Tashe, and Stewartburn. In each of these municipalities, fires are only allowed in approved receptacles. And our province is looking to make improvements to the Louis Riel Bridge spanning the Red River in St. Infrastructure Minister Ron Schuller announced today that they are launching an online public engagement to consult with Manitobans. Schuller says they are looking for public feedback with regards to a new proposed bridge along PR 305, noting they want to ensure the design not only maintains a safe long-term crossing, but also balances the interests of citizens and businesses in the area. According to Schuller, the existing bridge was built in 1959 and serves as a vital link to the Provincial Truck Highway 75. That helps connect people, businesses, and agricultural land on both sides of the Red River. The Manitoba government has initiated a preliminary design study to identify and develop options for extending the service life of this bridge crossing. The online public engagement will close on May 13th. And now to today's COVID-19 case count numbers. Public health officials have confirmed there are 230 new cases of the virus in our province. Of those, 14 are in Southern Health. As well, another two Manitobans with COVID-19 have died. Both individuals lived in the Northern Health region. And our province has come out with a list of communities and municipalities that are lagging behind when it comes to COVID-19 vaccines. As of yesterday, 34% of Manitoba adults have been vaccinated. However, several communities in Southern Health fall well below that, including Stanley at 6.1%, Winkler at 13.6%, and Hanover at 14.9%. By comparison, Steinbach's vaccination rate is 24.5%. These happen to be the three communities in Manitoba with the lowest percentages, something Dr. Joss Reimer with the province's vaccine implementation task force says is not too shocking. We weren't uh, surprised at which geographies ended up with a lower uptake because those those have historically been areas where we do see less uptake for influenza and for some of the childhood vaccines as well. Um, and so this is something that public health has been working on for a long time to uh, improve confidence in the vaccine in those areas. To try and boost these percentages, the province has a number of ideas, including reaching out to religious and civic leaders in key regions and working with ethno-cultural and newcomer-serving organizations. 
And in response to the arm of Hanover having among the lowest COVID-19 vaccine uptakes in the province, the Reeve had this to say. Here's reporter Shannon Duick. It was announced on Wednesday that only two communities have a lower percentage than Hanover's 14.9 percent. Stan Tave says he knows of some people who are waiting to see what sort of ill effect others might get from the vaccine, while other people suggest that if everybody else is getting vaccinated, then they do not have to. The area has also been lower when it comes to uh, flu vaccine uptake as well as other vaccines. And uh, there's also, we have a younger population according to census, so I think that would have some bearing on it, even if they were eligible, but they're probably somewhat younger, so they feel they don't need the vaccine or don't want it for whatever reason. And finally, Tave says he has not heard any promises from the province that if people get vaccinated, that life will return to normal any quicker. And he thinks that is also causing some of his residents to hold off for now. I'm Shannon Duick. Teachers and education workers will soon be eligible for COVID-19 vaccines under Manitoba and North Dakota Essential Workers Cross-Border Vaccination Initiative. Premier Brian Pallister announced today that the expanded program would allow those sector workers to join truckers and drive across the border to get their shot and then come home. Our goal here is obvious. We want to keep our schools open. Our children learn best when they're in a school. But we need that environment and that school to be as safe as possible. And as soon as possible, we need to have our staff given that vaccine. We need to have our teachers confident that they can be in a safe working environment and learning environment. Pallister noted details of the expanded program are still being finalized between the province and the state of North Dakota. Meanwhile, a man from Steinbach is encouraging his fellow residents to see the logic behind the province's latest round of public health orders. Kyle Penner says the government knows that most COVID-19 transmissions are happening inside households. In fact, he says Saskatchewan's numbers show that two-thirds of transmissions were in households, so it makes sense to cut down those high-risk gatherings. Penner acknowledges it may seem odd to allow things like soccer, golf and dining on patios, but ban backyard gatherings. However, he says the logic and all that as well. When we're in our backyard and it gets cold or it starts raining, where do we go? Inside the high-risk place. We've been at a friend's house for backyard bonfires. My kids have snuck inside to play with toys at their friend's houses. When we're at our friend's houses, we eat inside, we go to the bathroom inside, and inside is where the high risk is. On a more positive note, Penner says the province's new restrictions are designed to keep as many local businesses open as possible to keep people employed. And if you don't follow the restrictions, you may get a knock on the door. As officers in Manitoba continue to hand out fines for COVID-19 infractions, yet only a small percentage of those fines have been paid. With more, here's reporter Shannon Duick. On Tuesday of this week, the province noted that since April of last year, more than $1.7 million in fines have been issued to businesses and individuals. According to a spokesperson for Manitoba Justice, As of today, less than 10% of the total value of all tickets has been collected. Unpaid fines for tickets for Public Health Act offenses are processed through the Provincial Offenses Court as any other ticket. If the ticket is not responded to during the response period indicated on the ticket, the defendant will be default convicted and a $50 default conviction penalty will be applied. In such cases, the individual will be prohibited from obtaining or renewing a driver's license or vehicle registration until the amount is paid. Unpaid amounts are also sent to a collections agency for further collection action. For more information on this, visit the news story at SteinbeckOnline.com. I'm Shannon Duick. 
And finally, Shaylin Clausen from Steinbeck has published her first Christian young adult novel in a trilogy called The Headspace. So it's a young adult coming-of-age novel, and it focuses on a teenage boy who grew up in an abusive home, and the course of the book kind of shows how he's trying to heal from that. While she has put out a few books before this, The Headspace is Clausen's first self-published book, also available in hard copy. She says the idea came from the fact that we're all broken and to show other people that they're not alone. She wanted to express that in novel form. Clausen says she is well into writing the second book of the trilogy at this point. And congratulations, Shaylin. For details on these stories, including photos, videos, and interviews, go to StanbeckOnline.com. I'm Addie Lowen.